Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to our special Giro d'Italia edition of the Band of Brothers podcast. Today we're going to be joined by Cesare Benedetti who's been in the team since 2010 and has completed seven editions of the race. So Cesare, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks to you for the invitation. Hello everybody. And I'm also joined as usual by my colleague Andreas Hartmann. Ciao Steph and a very warm welcome uh, to the Band of Brothers podcast Cesare Benedetti. Cece, of course we want to talk about the Giro, but first, um, you are the only rider on the team who has been there already when the team was founded back in 2010 as Team NetDeb. How did the team change over those years from your perspective? Uh, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's only me and the team manager, Ralph Denk, left from the original squad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course, the team uh, has changed uh, in many ways. Uh, from a small team, uh, um, which was looking for uh, audience uh, during the races, showing the showing the jersey and the sponsors, uh, um, trying to get in the breakaway and then get trying to get these uh, TV hours uh, uh, to shine. Uh, to a team uh, then looking for, uh, uh, let's say, first uh, victories in Grand Tours uh, and then slowly building up a uh, classic squad and then changing again to, um, to a team focused on, uh, on Grand, Tours, Grand Tours and on GC. And, and I think the, the, the work done through the years uh, paid off in... Uh, in many ways and uh, on different fronts because uh, uh, we had, uh, of course, at the beginning we were showing ourselves uh, uh, pretty much well in the breakaways. Uh, then uh, we were pretty good team for the classics, uh, especially with uh, Peter Sagan winning uh, uh, Paris-Roubaix. Uh, that was for sure uh, our uh, classic uh, highlight and uh, and then uh, uh, switching again to to a different uh, to with different goals to to Grand Tours and uh, already hitting the target last year with Jai Hindley in Giro was uh, yeah was uh, was a pretty <laughs> pretty tough job to be done but. Uh, I think uh, the team's biggest satisfaction till now, and uh, yeah, so it's my 14th season in the team. I did my first Giro in 2012 uh, with the same team, and back in the time, 11 years ago, we had a small uh, Bora logo on the on the arms, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then last year it was 10 years later we. Um, we won Giro with uh, Bora as a main sponsor, so I think it was um, uh, a long way, to, long way together, and uh, it was a um, uh, yeah way where both uh, the team and the and the company uh, have grown up uh, together and uh, towards a big success, uh, both in sales and in cycling. 
So a lot of changes in the team, as you mentioned there. How did you personally change as a rider over all those years yourself? Well, uh, I think I kept, uh, I've kept more or less uh, always the same mentality. Um, when I was uh, younger, uh, when I was still under 23, uh, I ho- my, my goals were always like uh, um, going in the direction of uh, helping the team. And uh, when I was very young, I was dreaming to become a, a, a last lead out man of a, of a big sprinter, you know, because I always got these uh, uh, big uh, adrenaline peaks, uh, even watching the sprints uh, in TV, on TV when I, was, uh, when I was a kid. So that was always uh, uh, one of my goals. And uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, my, my size uh, doesn't allow me to be, to be a lead of man because I'm not so, so big. Actually, behind me, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of wind. I'm not really... Uh, <laughs> Uh, covering them much uh, the the sprinter so um, and then during the years I just adapt to the um, to the team goals and I think uh, my my main uh, my main ability my main uh, capacity was to to adapt to different situations um, switching from a breakaway man to breakaway chaser uh, when we went from uh, Pro Conti to War to Status. Um, yeah, and um, that's, uh, that's it, I think. Um, I think I'm a good... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best talented, I'm not the most talented uh, rider, rider, but uh, uh, I think I'm always... Uh, uh, not always, but... I, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm always... Uh, Keen on uh, fulfilling the the tasks uh, and giving my best, and uh, I think I got the that's where I got the respect from my from my colleagues. Yeah. A loyal worker and domestic everyone wants to have on on his team. I think. Um, how many times have you done the Giro now? So this is going to be my eighth uh, time in the Giro, so seven times already done. And uh, if nothing happens uh, from now till Saturday, which is in two days, it's going to be my eighth time. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's not a big number, but uh, it's a good number, I would say. So you're talking there about how the expectations of the teams of the team has changed over the past few years. So we were here in Italy. And we won the Giro last year. How does it feel now to come back in 2023 to come back to the same race that we that we won, defending the title? Well, I think I'm pretty relaxed because uh, everyone knows uh, it's not it's not easy to win it, and uh, for sure it's even harder to win it uh, uh, every year. So uh, I think we should get into the race. Uh, um, like a bit more re- relaxed, I would say, because uh, we had this goal to win a Grand Tour, uh, and we we scored the goal already uh, the first attempt. So you know it's also different because uh, we, I think it would be a different feeling if we were here now with uh, with Jai, uh, really defending the the title. Um, we are here with. Um, with a with different guys with a different squad, um, the goal is always the same. 
and uh, last year also I mean the goal was uh, to go for a podium and we had uh, the highest place then in Verona on the podium I think this year uh, we should start with the uh, with the same goal like uh, doing every day our best and uh, and then be happy uh, about the outcome is there a difference in your role when you are there to work for sprint victories with for example Sam Bennett compared to supporting now Lenny and Alex for the yeah GC uh, well yeah, I did uh, I did Giro I think twice with Sam uh, then I did Giro with uh, tw once with uh, Pascal Ackermann twice with uh, with Peter Sagan so uh, well, yeah, the mm, the goals are different. Uh, now we have we are all focused on GC, and uh, when you have a sprinter, a successful sprinter like we had in the past, uh, uh, you need to to invest energies also in the uh, flat stages or the hilly ones. Uh, so you cannot be totally focused on the. Uh, on the DC riders, and for sure, uh, you you you're gonna have uh, you're gonna miss some some energies uh, for them in the during the third week. Um, I mean, I really liked also when we had sprinters because I like to ride from the front uh, uh, to get to to yeah to chase the breakaway, and um, that gave that gave me also a bit mm, many satisfactions and. And especially when you when you ride 100, 120 kilometers from the front, maybe more, then when the the nervous part starts in the last 10 kilometers, you've already done the job, and <laughs> it's less less risky. And for an old guy like me now, you know, <laughs> that would be fine as well. But uh, uh, but yeah, for sure, the working for Jai last year. Uh, seeing him every day collecting. Uh, every little drop uh, uh, from stage to stage, uh, saving energies and uh, and then going for it was uh, sure was a big was probably the biggest uh, biggest success also of my career. Yeah. Now you yourself had a bit of a hard time the past few weeks uh, because you crashed in in San Remo and then had a broken collarbone. How are you feeling at the moment? Um, are you happy with your form coming into the Giro? Yeah, I broke my collarbone on the 18th of March during Milan Saremo, like you said. Um, I got uh, surgery a couple of days later, and then four days after the operation, I started to uh, to, to ride on the on the rollers. And uh, a week after the surgery, I was already on the road. So I was pretty, I was pretty focused and motivated uh, to to keep the shape and to to get a good shape for a, for a year because um, um, I will be 36 this year and there's a stage. Uh, so the stage on the 30 uh, on the 23rd of May is going from is passing from the village where I was born. And it's the third time in history, and it, it will not happen anymore, you know, before the end of my career. <laughs> so I was pretty motivated for that for that reason. I raced in a uh, tour of uh, Romandy um, last week, and I had uh, pretty good uh, answers from my from my legs uh, and from the feelings. 
Uh, I think there's this eight days without bike uh, because of the um, broken collarbone gave me a bit of freshness and uh, and this um, yeah I can I will be able to to suffer a bit more also during this year I think. <laughs> Silver linings of a broken collarbone. <laughs> yeah, there are some also positive sides. Everything has yeah. uh, positive and negative sides. Huh? Um. GC leaders uh, always get the questions about uh, key stages. How is that for you? Do you mark the same stages in your roadbook or are there other days which are more important for you and your role on the team? Uh, well, I uh, still need to go deep in details uh, through the stages, but uh, you know, when we, when we will have the very hard stages, then it's clear that uh, at a certain point it will be done for me and just have to carry my my butt to the finish <laughs> and uh, and there will be other days where I will need to stay focused until the finish line because uh, there might be some dangerous situations uh, due to the wind or uh, parkour conditions uh, that could, could uh, damage the GC of our guys and then it will be up to Nico Dance and me to to take care about the boys and uh, and yeah and try to to get them safe to the line. So you basically mark twenty one days in the roadbook. Uh, yeah, let's take away the the time trials uh, where I need to suffer as well yeah. to get into the time limit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> more or less. Uh, I mean, okay, it's three weeks so long, but on the other side, you need you have to say, okay, it's three weeks now, full concentration from from now to to the end, and there will be time to to play the fool and get drunk uh, uh, afterwards. Yeah. So, which are the stages that you think would be important for the team in this year's Giro? Well, if I think about our leaders, uh, we start with a time trial, which is already uh, very important. Uh, in terms of uh, GC time, but also, you know, study with a um, time trial, everything depends on the single rider. And, uh, and I think there's a psychological aspect about that, because if, uh, if a guy starts already, uh, not say about winning the, the TT, but uh, getting good feelings there, then for sure you have a different mentality to to face the, the next stages also and uh, so I will start already from the TT and then we've got, uh, if I'm not wrong, we got already a um, mountaintop finish on the fourth stage on Lago Laceno so yeah it's not, you, you're not gonna, <laughs> like the famous, the famous uh, sentence you know, you're not gonna win the zero but uh, you can lose it you know so <laughs> uh, Never say never, and uh, yeah, just we need to keep focus in in every stage, uh, especially the the GC guys. And, yeah. Your new teammate Nico Dentz and you share more or less the same role for this year's Giro, um, or is there kind of a difference? Well, I think uh, his engine is a bit bigger than mine, uh, but uh, yeah, more or less we have the same. The same tasks. Uh, mm, 
we will share the, the work and we will see now, um, you know, as you know, we start with two, two GC contender, contenders and then uh, we will see, you know, where till what point uh, we will have two guys in the GC, if we have to change uh, tactic, uh, if we have to adapt our goals to the, the situation. Uh, but we've got a good team and yeah, uh, if we need to ride, you know, for example, from the front because there's a dangerous breakaway and we haven't managed to, to get in. Uh, I think um, looking at the last races and the races I did with Nico, uh, I think I might start to work uh, earlier than him and then uh, um, he's, uh, I think he, he might be pretty good in, the, in some dangerous final to, to keep the boys out of trouble. Yeah. So you're our road captain for the flat stages. Can you tell us a little bit about how that role works? What do you do as a road captain? Uh, I also don't know. They always tell me I'm the road captain, but I, I think I do, I, I do nothing uh, special for that. Uh, I think they like uh, the directors like me because uh, uh, I speak pretty clear in the microphone. I almost put the microphone in my mouth when I speak so that they can hear heard pretty clear and I think that's, uh, uh, you know, I'm usually faster than uh, radio tour uh, to, to say the, to say, to tell about the riders uh, who are in the breakaway. If, uh, if I'm not suffering so much, then I can speak pretty clear in the microphone and explain what's going on. And yeah, and then I think, you know, it's a bit about, uh, about uh, having a look uh, on what happens uh, in the peloton, uh, I mean, sometimes you can see uh, which teams are trying to get in the break and uh, which teams don't want specific other teams to be in the break, you know, so you, you can already, if you also need to be in the break, it's, uh, you think, okay, if this team is going, this is other team closing, there's no, there's no way I'm getting in the break with this uh, with this other team. So it's uh, you can save some energy in this way sometimes, and and then I think it's also about taking taking quick decisions. So um, you know the directors they have the radio, they have um, the TV in the car, but it's you know it's always. Uh, a bit delayed, you know, com compared to the the race situation. So. Uh, at a certain point, someone needs to take uh, responsibility, and if, uh, if we have to close on a gap or chasing a uh, um, potential breakaway, then you need to to decide this uh, pretty quick. And yeah, I need to take this responsibility, and, and in case I fail, we get blame about it later. Now I've really learned something new about uh, the road captain role. It's also the guy who can speak the clearest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some riders that after many years they still don't learn that that you have to push and you know and speak to the microphone and not uh, keeping the microphone like 10 centimeters away from the mouth and <laughs> and then you hear a noise in the radio. And <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how is the vibe on the team before the start? Is everyone relaxed or can you also feel some tension or maybe also pressure as the defending team? 
Uh, well, well, I think we haven't spent so much time together yet because we, we all arrived yesterday night uh, pretty late and uh, we had a ride um, uh, today morning on the, um, on the TT parkour. Uh, uh, yeah, and also we, we had lunch in, uh, in two groups, so, uh, but I think uh, today evening uh, when we will drive by bus to the presentation, I think there will be time to to joke and uh, uh, on the bus and uh, and yeah, and to 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 taste to to check the 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 spirits. And but I think everyone is pretty is pretty relaxed. You know, everyone knows uh, what they have to do, and uh, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think anyone should be nervous about uh, being the defending team. Do you think that we are, as a team, where we need to be at the moment in terms of shape and form of our key riders? Uh, well, uh, our key riders think they're pretty good. Uh, you know, you can plan as much as you want and uh, there will always be, you know, you plan the Giro team in December. Um, then there are a few months from the to 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 get to the event and uh, uh, you know someone gets sick, someone gets injured, someone breaks uh, bones, and uh, uh, it's not always uh, it's not always mm, perfect, you know. But uh, if you think about last year, uh, Jai didn't start in Liège because he, he was sick. Uh, Vilko Kelderman uh, crashed in the edge. Uh, Emu Buchmann was also kind of sick in April, so uh, we, we we did start uh, with the spirits a bit lower, not low but lower. And uh, finally we we won the Giro, so um, it's mostly about being relaxed and, and believing and. Uh, and of course, you need you need the legs finally, but uh, there are other competitors as well. So uh, we always need to give our best and then cope with the with the emotions and with the disappointments or with the or with the success we get after it. From your perspective and with your experience, how important are the first stages? Do we need to? panic if the opening TT is not going as we hoped or is it just one out of 21 yeah ultimately decisive days I think you need if you start with a in a good way you need to be happy and if you start in a worse way uh, okay you cannot be happy but you don't need to let you down uh, it's harder on a psychological, under a psychological aspect to 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 cope with that. But uh, uh, you know, it's uh, 18 kilometers, 20 kilometers. Uh, uh, you're not gonna lose 10 minutes, you know. So um, there are big mountains coming up. The third week is pretty pretty hard, and um, everything is still open. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, every every good day is a better day. 
How do you see Lenny and Alex as leaders? And do you think that there's a difference to how Jai was last year? Uh, well, last year we started with, with three, um, three leaders, more or less. And um, this year we start with two. How do I see them? Uh, well, uh, we, we could see uh, uh, Alex Vlasov already in the last years. Uh, uh, we know that uh, he is able to, to go for GC. Uh, he is able to, to cope with the pressure and, uh, and he's got the potential to, to, get, uh, uh, to get a top result as he was already fourth in Giro, fifth in the Tour. Uh, so I think uh, uh, under this point of view, Alex is a is a pillar in uh, for the GC for our team, and uh, we know that Lenny has uh, big potential. We know that uh, we know that he can go for GC, but uh, but this this is his first uh, attempt, and uh, so he need to find out. Uh, uh, about the feelings of his body, of uh, uh, the mental way to cope with the pressure for 21 days. Uh, um, so it needs to, we, we, everyone needs to discover uh, what uh, what Lenny can uh, what Lenny can do, and um, he's a he's a good time trialist. Um, we have three TTs during this Giro, and it's already they're both do good time trials, so it's already a good point uh, on our side. Although other teams are well equipped also for TTs, um, but um, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to say what's the difference to Jai last year exactly. Uh, there are three completely different. People, I think, three di different riders. So, um, uh, I think the, there's no there's no need to make uh, to to compare them. You know. And the last question: You won a stage of the Giro in 2019, much to the delight of absolutely everybody in the team. What are your personal goals this year? Well, every year is different. Uh, my goal is always the same to be there where uh, where I can and where the team needs me and yeah that stage win was uh, just uh, let's say a bonus it just happened you know like uh, I didn't mean to go for it but then I was in the front and and it happened that I won the stage uh, yeah so this year the goal is just uh, we have a team goal and I think this, uh, this the same goal and uh, uh, I think I cannot, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, old enough to stop dreaming, you know, <laughs> and uh, just uh, face the reality and uh, and be happy to, to work for my teammates. Thanks very much for joining us today and for giving our listeners a little bit of an insight into our preparations for the Giro. Yeah, I'm pretty happy to be part of this podcast for the first time and... Uh, yeah, I I invite you all to to follow the team during the Giro, and I hope to even to see you on the side of the road during the stages. And Andal, as always, thanks very much to you as well. Yeah, thank you, Steph, and all the best for the Giro, Cheche. Um, yeah, see you soon. Ciao, ciao. 
And as always, a very big thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again for the next one. Thank you.